Well, partner, we got another great one coming up. Um, we did. Another episode that we're going to be talking to some of our um, officers. Uh, of course, these are a lieutenant and a captain. They're from uh, Radford University. Uh, yes, sir. In, in line with what we've been doing, bringing the universities to our um, uh, podcast. Yes. Talking to the officers and so we can get them back to the universities uh, in career services and, and, and let the kids see, let the students see that we are recruiting all over this country. I know that one of the things, the reason of doing this is not only to get back to those universities, but it's also to put uh, more ownership of where we've come from, who we right, are. And right, a lot right. of people just see us as being stoic police officers. I like that. I like that. Um, but today we have two really good police officers who happen to be graduates of Radford University. Okay, we're going to start out with, um, with our, our captain. Start out with one of the captains that we have, Kehoe, uh, in our police department. And just give us a little bit about or, or, or introduce yourself to our audience. Good morning. How are Good you guys? Morning. Good morning. Doing well. well. Uh, my name is Tim Kehoe. I'm the administrative cap, cap, uh, staff captain for the police department here. Okay. All right. How long have you been with us? I've been with uh, Chesterfield County for 26 years. And you're from where? I'm from originally Michigan, by way, of, and then moved to Baltimore, and then lived. Uh, moved. we moved here in 1993. Okay. And we're going to go over some of your history um, of how long you've been on the police department, what some of the assignments that you have. But uh, let's go to Lieutenant. Lieutenant Dunn. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. A little bit about you. Uh, graduated in Radford University in 2004. Okay. Um, originally from Boston, Mass. You guys can probably tell my accent here. I'll try to tone it down. <laughs> so uh, it was definitely a game changer moving down there to Southwest Virginia. Uh, okay. Definitely needed a translator, but I uh, had a great time at Radford University. So I subsequently was there to play golf okay. and uh, study criminal justice. Okay. All right. Let's start with the captain. Captain, give me a, l- a little history on you. I mean, that's, I mean, I know you. You always smile. I know you got the cycle. You ride. You're in shape. You're doing things. But where are you? Who are you as a police officer in Chesapeake County? Wow. Deep. <laughs> um, so this is uh, I'm fairly new as a captain. got promoted uh, in April. Um, I came out of uh, Vice and Narcotics. I've been there as so the the lieutenant for the last four years. Um, kind of a, a varied career here. Um, I spent the bulk of my time as an officer spent in traffic safety. Uh, the guy right now out there writing tickets and harassing motorists, um, everybody's favorite person. Um, from there, I got I went to uh, criminal investigations, the Crimes Against Persons Unit. Um, I was there for a couple months before I got promoted to sergeant. And then from sergeant, I kind of moved around. I was in patrol, I spent um, a number of years in our crime prevention section mm-hmm. and then moved from crime prevention to community policing. So a lot of the kind of happy, feel-good, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of public interaction, which is the stuff that I like. When you say you were a patrol officer, how long were you when you got out of academy? How long were you in patrol? So I, I did about I did two years, a little over two years in patrol before, <laughs> I, moved, before I moved to traffic. So I, we can't. Can we? We can't complain. I can't complain. Yeah, I can't complain. No. Okay. What was your why? Uh, I was like eighteen months. Okay. I get. I get a lot of. I mean, yeah. Jeff Barthlow specifically would give me grief about. I worked six weeks in the. You know, on the road before I moved to traffic. So. Part I was about, about sixteen months. <laughs> yeah, about yeah. sixteen. Months. Okay. Yeah. I'm. In, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lt. <laughs> Lieutenant Dunn? Well, I was on the road a little bit longer than you guys. <laughs> Right? I was on the road for about, I think it was about four and a half years, five years before I went to Vice and Narcotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a detective there for five years and then uh, got promoted to a sergeant. Supervised uh, patrol there for two years and then set. And then from set, I became, I uh, went to CID. Mm-hmm. And uh, during CID, I supervised specifically the homicide section. And then out of there, I got promoted to lieutenant. And uh, here recently, I've been assigned to the, as academy director. So my background is mainly investigations, I guess you would say, and so this is a new um, experience for me dealing with more of the admin type uh, side of police work with okay. the academy. 
Cool, cool. Yeah, and now that you're over the training academy, it's not just you're not just responsible for training basic recruits, uh, but we have a lot of working parts, moving parts over the training academy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dealing with the uh, specialized organizing, specialized training, um, you know, mandatory in service, any outside training that we uh, accommodate from uh, other jurisdictions, whatever it may be, um, along with the pre-certs that we have. We have a growing pre-cert class that's uh, that's coming in right now, right. potentially maybe bigger than the, our basic academy, right. as well as the PSA, the Police Service Aids uh, class academy that we have running. Uh, generally, right now, we're looking at nine academies a year between the basics, pre-certs, and the police service aides. And you most said nine academies with all of that combined of, of pre-certs, uh, uh, regular uh, recruits, and the uh, PSA? Yes, sir. Nine a year. Yes. Yep. And one of the things I think a lot of applicants, even internally in the police department, um, we look at the training academies at one physical location. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're actually responsible for three or four locations. I mean, you have... A training academy, we have an Enon driving range, we have an Enon firing range. Right. Yes, sir. You have the, the ammunitions bunker mm-hmm. you're responsible for. You have safety town that you help participate in. So yep. it's a huge geographical area. Huge, and I did not know that before I got transferred. <laughs> 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 but no, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's my experience over there just in the past couple of months is uh, it, it's been it's been great. Definitely uh, learning a, a whole different side of police work and, um, you know, making me a more fully rounded supervisor so I um, can give back to the community as well as the police officers here that work for them. I'm going to pick your brains for a moment. I got a young recruit. Mm-hmm. We were at whatever, Radford, we were at other universities recruiting. What would you tell young kids in the class to prepare for the academy? Well, the, the great thing about Raff University is that they certainly prepared me for the position that I had today and the classes that I took back then. We had a lot of great instructors, a lot of great professors, a lot of hands-on type professors. It wasn't just all classroom-type material. They, they made it interesting. Um, in, in all honesty, that's why I stuck with police work, because the, the instructors that I had back then mm-hmm. um, were able to kind of draw into the things that were going on with society then and the outlook of police officers and how much of an impact we have um, not only to protect the citizens, that we can help the citizens and be part of the community. So it's them as instructors that caused me, you know, subsequently led me to police work here today. But as a young officer, the young uh, student that's in there right now, is is don't be afraid to reach out to the professor with any questions. Um, Feel free, be open-minded and understanding. Um, Police work has evolved through the the past couple of years. Right. uh, Certainly become a lot more community organized, um, which has been great. So pay attention, obviously, to the instructors. Feel free to reach out to them and Mm -hmm. as well as reach out to maybe the department that you have you protected or not protected, but you may think that you want to go to someday and start getting that ball rolling there a little bit, what their requirements are and so forth and how you can better yourself and prepare that way. Awesome. Awesome. Captain Kehoe, how was your experience at Radford? It was great. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you love the classes or did you love the environment? Best eight years of my life. (laughs) He's not lying. No, I really did. I mean, it's for me, it was, um, you know, I applied at a few other schools coming from, at the time, I was living in Baltimore. Um, my dad actually had just moved to Richmond, um, was was living in Richmond, like, during the week and then coming home on the weekends. Um, so I thought about VCU, um, you know, but Richmond was a different, you know, this is, we're talking, going back to the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Richmond was a different place back then. Um, so I went to visit Radford and just loved it. The campus size, um, 
you know, I, I made lifelong friends there. I mean, you know, obviously the best thing for me with Radford was that's where I met my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get beat for not saying that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, just the, the class sizes that, like, like Matt said, you know, the professors there. I mean, I, I have, you know, many professors that, you know, I remember the, the first, Dr. County, who was my intro to criminal justice professor, was probably the first one that, like, I took his class and was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, he had, he was one of those professors who had, he'd been a police officer, had some real world experience and could relate that to what we were learning. And that was, that was huge. Right. And then we used to work with Dr. Burke. Right. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mm-hmm. Todd Burke. And yep. he was a former police officer and had that experience and the academic background was absolutely excellent. And all the uh, students loved him. And we have so many officers on our police department from Radford, oh, yes, yeah. which we have that recruiting, yes. you know, as, as you mm-hmm. speak from Radford. But g- give me a little bit. Policing wasn't your first love. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I started out as a radio TV major, um, like mass communications. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go into radio. but I could uh, see you doing that. Yeah, I could too, that's honestly. Good. That's yeah. good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, just, I couldn't get the classes. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, my freshman year trying to get classes took a few, but it was just hard to get the, the core classes that I really wanted to that I think that would have um, really pushed me in that direction more. Um, and then at the time, my, my brother was – had, he was he's a couple years older than me he mm-hmm. just got a job as a police officer I was talking to him quite a bit um, and I you know my family history is kind of like we have a lot of uh, some kind of a law enforcement background but I grew up with knowing you know police officers all over the area where I lived in Michigan um, and so I, I decided to take the intro class and it, it just clicked it was like yeah wow. this is this is what I, this is what I want to do so and Matt how about you Lieutenant Dunn? <laughs> I got recruited uh, by Radford to play golf. I know, don't laugh. But, <laughs> uh, you can play the, golf. The only thing I knew is that I, I wanted to get out of Boston. I wanted to get away from the snow. Oh, wow. So um, I knew I wanted to come down south somewhere. And um, I had also been recruited or looked into playing baseball, too, as well. So uh, Radford was kind of the last uh, chances I had uh, to be able to play golf and go forth with golf. And so... Um, my family came down. I signed up. Dropped me off one day and uh, left the following day. And uh, been here since. Stuck been in Virginia. Since. But like, come, like they Captain, didn't come back. He has, <laughs> he has <laughs> just to visit it once in a while. He has seen them since then. Yes, <laughs> I have. I, have, I was going to ask you. Family come down and see you. But just like Captain Keo, I met my wife at Radford University. Okay. Um, okay. I was there for five years because playing sports for the golf, we were limited for the classes we can take in the afternoon. See, I like that. See, I told people that as a scholarship person, they give you five years to graduate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody talk about, man, you was in the college. Average person graduates in five years, really, especially athletes. Yeah. Elliot. Right. Yeah. right. Plus, I, plus I, I want to take as much time as there as possible. And figure, you know. <laughs> so, my wife's uncle actually worked for Chesterfield Police Department. Oh, okay. Um, so, my original goal was to go down to Florida and try to, try to you know, further my golf career. Sure, sure. Um, but in speaking with him, he was a uh, detective here at the time, back actually in personnel, uh, Zehab, David Zehab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that's my wife's I, uncle. I, so I he kind of got me uh, you know, associated with Chesterfield and introduced me to uh, several members, and I really enjoyed the community, meeting some people. So um, I figured I would you know, look into it, knowing having my background in law enforcement and criminal justice, I should say, and uh, started the process. History. The rest is history. I've been wow. here for 17 years now. Yeah. Now, how, how do you, your, your family back home feel about 
Chesterfield County. I know they come visit you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Actually, they just left this morning, but uh, no, they love it down here. <laughs> so they do come down and visit me, okay. but no, they, they love it. They love the weather coming down here, certainly okay. in the fall and the springtime, uh, get away from the cold weather up there in Boston, but they really enjoy it down here and they enjoy the community. Um, I'm proud of the community. Um, you know, being from Boston, um, we can be tough people to get along with a little bit. We're kind of, um, True. you know. Uh, but being down here, I've been able to open up a little bit. Um, a lot of great friends, a lot of great people in the police department. Right. Uh, I've met through the years, the 17 years. But I'm proud to say I'm, I'm not only do I work for the community, or the, the department, but I'm a member of the community. Good. My, my, kid, my kids exactly. go to schools here in Chesterfield County. Um, we love um, – it, it, it's a very um, – it's a county that, or, that offers a lot. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Right, yeah. You know, we have – Northern part, which a lot of the businesses and so forth. We also have the rural parts of Chesterfield County. It's mm-hmm. certainly a grown, just you know, growing area. So we we find a lot of positive living in the area. We Good. truly like it down here. Plus, it doesn't really snow that much. So. Right, right. Yeah. Snow's a big factor for the people from the north. Yeah, it yeah. snows in Radford. I'll tell you that. But. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Captain. What what about you? Your your family and and coming from Michigan. And I know your parents have moved here mm-hmm. and to Richmond area, but coming from Michigan, living there. Seeing the um, the environment here, the community here, do you see a difference? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my brother just retired um, after, you know, probably I don't know, I think you see that close to thirty years in law enforcement. Um, seeing what he's you know seen over the years, uh, we you know we still go back and visit him sure. as much as we can. But yeah, just the community, and you know, again, moving from going from Michigan to Baltimore, um, I, you know, I still have my wife's family, some of her family's in Baltimore. Um, but just living here, there's, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Um, I mean, it's just that, like Matt said, the community here, um, and especially as a law enforcement agency, we are extremely blessed here in the mm-hmm. county to have support. support. The, yes. the overwhelming majority of, of the, you know, the people that we serve support us and appreciate us and respect us, and it's, it's hard to find these days. Yeah, and, and again, being you both are in administration now. What do you see when you when you first became officers in Chesterfield? Mm-hmm. Uh, now that you're doing the administrative part, do you see a how important it is to see both sides of, of, of the spectrum of being a patrol officer, being part of the unit, being part of the group, but now in administration? Can you share a little bit to our, our students about that or our, our community about that? I, you know, I think one thing for students who are looking into law enforcement, I think one thing would be to really be involved, um, especially you know, on a college yes. campus. It's it's easy to be involved with, you know, whether it's um, fraternity. You know, yeah, Greek. I mean, I, I was uh, social yeah, Sigma Chi. From, social. Yeah, I was Sigma Chi. Um, you know, my wife was was a Zeta. Um, but, you know, it's it's easy to be involved with campus organizations. But if you have the opportunity to be involved with community organizations, I think oh, that's good. that's even that's better because it gives you that. You know, when you get hired somewhere, you go to whatever agency you choose. You've got that that outlook of how you know how those roles kind of coexist. How mm-hmm. you can be part of the community, um, you know, as a student serving the community, working mm-hmm. with the community, and then coming into a law enforcement agency where you do the same thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think you know we look for the totality of the person. Gotcha. Exactly. Uh, when we're hiring people, not just their where they're from, who their parents are, and what education they have, we want people who are. Engaged in the community, we right. expect that out of our officers, absolutely, and we'd like to see that out of our applicants. Now we as spoke, well. we spoke to a, a couple of the uh, administrative folks at the academy when we did one podcast, uh, and they talked about some of the, the the progression that you go through to be a police officer, going through the training and all that stuff. What are you seeing over there now, um, Lieutenant? That we can encourage our, our our students to say, okay, here's what you're going to be expected to be 
able to do when you join the police department, when you when you first get into that academy, the yelling at them, the, mm-hmm. the, the military, paramilitary lifestyle. Right. Can we share a little bit of that? Sure. Yeah. We, I mean, we operate a paramilitary style, um, style academy. Currently, right now, the academy is 32 weeks, um, which is, you know, some think it's a little bit long, but we go above and beyond what our DCGS requirements are because um, we want to make sure that when the recruit graduates from our academy that they are fully rounded. They, there's nothing that they're going to experience on the road that they haven't experienced in the academy. Right. Um, we have the instructors that we have in Chesterfield County are outstanding. The organization of how we put the classes together, who's teaching them, where do they fall in the realm of the graduates, um, certainly has an impact on all of them. And when they leave, they're fully prepared and that there's no questions asked right. as they get ready for that FTO, you know, as they start FTO, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we tell the recruits that right. our academy, when we're recruiting, yep. mm-hmm. it is physically grueling and psychologically stressful when you start. Right. You're not hazed. Mm-hmm. We feel like if exactly. you can't deal mm-hmm. with stress in a controlled environment, you will not function when it is uncontrolled. Of and course. Our academy does a great job of prepping them for that yes. uncontrolled mayhem. Yes. Of course, because everyone handles stress differently. Yes. Right. And our training officers do an outstanding job. They really identify which officers and how they handle particular stress. So they're able to work with them and teach them, say, hey, listen, if this were to occur, this yep. is obviously a high-stress situation. This yes. is what you want to look out for. You know, a lot of them get kind of tunnel vision sure, because yeah. they've never really experienced some of that stress they've had in their life. Right. Right. So our training officers make sure they put through this and explain everything. Everything we do over there, there's a rhyme and reason to it. Right. We just don't do it just to do it. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. We do it for a particular reason right. um, to make sure that they improve, that they learn from this. Um, and, you know, a lot of the situations that we do, we've increased our judgmental use of force uh, scenarios that we've done. Okay. Uh, we've done it not only with the police officers, but now we do a lot more with the recruits, too. Mm-hmm. So um, Corporal Conniff does an outstanding job, and, as well as Training Officer Johnson, organizing these judgmental use of force situations. So we're putting situations that officers have occurred on the road. We're giving it to the recruits to say, hey, listen, this actually occurred on the road. This right. isn't a situation we just made up. This is what occurred. Wow. And we're going to put them through it and see how they react. So that really um, hands on. Yes, sir. You're getting hands yep. on on yep. the experience of what's going on in our in our community today. Right, and and it's great because the training officers actually, you know, uh, they want feedback from the recruit. They mm-hmm. they encourage the the recruit. Hey, what are you thinking at this point? Why did you do this? Not hey, you messed up. They want to know what their perspective is. Okay, you know, because okay. as, as administrators, we can kind of fall into the realm of things of a little bit looking outside in and, sure. and Monday morning quarterback a lot of stuff, yep. right? Yep. Hey, but we don't always see it in perspective that they may have seen it. So right. we. We garner their response and want to make sure that they did something for a reason that they understood why they did it, Excellent. and this is why. You see, you see the lieutenant. He he, he getting into it. Oh yeah, <laughs> his, his yes. Got going on, man, and all that. But uh, now we we always talk about the hobbies after yes. law enforcement. I mean, when we when we get off. We don't want to be thinking about, man, I got a, you know, I got a case I got coming up. So what do you do to relax? I, I start with you, Captain. What do you do to, well, I'm scared to start with the Captain. Can, can, we, can we bring this up? I, I can't compete with him over there. I'm scared Biking to start 50 with miles a day. Exactly. Is that but, but, and we bring this up because, you know, we have a wellness and fitness coordinator. Yes. Over the Academy. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's one of our colonel's initiatives for well over a year now mm-hmm. on mental well-being of our officers mm-hmm. and, our, and our civilian staff. Right. So. What what do you do to alleviate stress from the job? Exactly. So that that's that, I that think we can air. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's you know that's the one one of the cool things about my current assignment is that you know Cody Johnson, our wellness coordinator, falls under she's my only direct report. So mm-hmm. having involvement with that program um, is awesome. I mean, seeing that w- what we as an agency have done 
with wellness for not just officers, but department wide, right. um, you know, mental, mental, physical, all that, you know, financial wellness is, is we're treading, you know, leading the way right. on what exactly. other agencies are going to pick up from what we've done. So for me, um, you know, obviously a lot of people know I'm, I'm a, you know, triathlete. Um, I've done a, several Ironmans, but uh, running and biking, lately biking, you know, that's, right. mm-hmm. that's my, that's my stress relief. Good. You know, Good. get out and yeah. whether it's, and you know, we, we have, I always, I tell people like for recruiting wise, you know, especially people are into mountain biking, Pocahontas State Park, we have you oh, know, yes. some of the oh, most yes. beautiful trails across the Commonwealth yes. that, in our own county. Yep. Yeah. So huge benefit. Lieutenant? Uh, I just enjoy kicking Daryl's butt <laughs> on the golf course. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he is good. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I enjoy going to the gym. Sure. Um, uh, I'm not a big biker. I'm not like uh, Captain Key. Yeah, I can't, mm-hmm. you know. But I, 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 do, I, go to the, I go to the gym every night. That's my kind of stress reliever. Okay. Um, and then aside, I play golf, obviously. Right. Uh, and, you know, just enjoy playing sports with my kids. They're actively involved. I have two little ones right now, so they're in, involved oh. in sports, too. So uh, that keeps us quite busy. And, and your families are very supportive of what you all are doing. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. And that, and that means a lot. I mean, again, yes, sir. being in law enforcement for the years that we mm-hmm. have have participated in this job, um, support from your family is very important. Of course, of course. Right. And as Captain Keogh mentioned, we do have that wellness coordinator, Cody Johnson, and she's heavily involved in the applicants once they accept uh, to attend Chesterfield Basic Academy, yes. she starts reaching out to them and start coordinating. Make sure, hey, we all know not everyone's physically fit before they can start the academy. Right. So mm-hmm. she reaches out to them oh, and they have training and she performs tasks with them to make sure that um, they're squared away when they start day one of the academy. So this is, we've seen a lot of positive results from that. Oh, right. wow. A lot of the great recruit, results. The, from the recruit groups. readiness program. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. She does an program. Out, yep. She yes. does an outstanding job. Um, and we've seen a lot of positive results from the recruits, a lot of uh, compliments from them. Good. That's good. Good. That's good. Well, as we're about to wrap up a little bit, what, can, you, can you give us anything that we can take back to that we haven't spoke about um, to our kids, to our, to our students, other than just being ready? <laughs> I, I, you know, I think one thing, I mean, if you really, truly, if you're looking into law enforcement, you want to stay in the Commonwealth, we are Chesterfield's mm-hmm. place to be. Right. I mean, hands down. Uh, no I, you know, I applied at a few other places. Um, and thank the good Lord that, yeah. you know, Chesterfield was one of the first ones to give me an offer. And I, I had an offer from one other place then and, and was waiting on another. And my background investigator called me and I was actually at my brother's house and they called and gave me the offer and I jumped all over it. Yeah. And but, but, but Captain, you have seen the progress. You have seen Chesterfield grow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know, we've been yeah, here, yeah, we've, we've been, been here a little bit longer than I have. No, the, yeah, the growth, I mean, this is really, this, this yeah. is the, this is the place to be. Everything yeah. we're doing, you know, from, you know, not, not just the leadership. I mean, we have phenomenal leadership from top down. Um, but again, the interaction with the community and, and the opportunities to, yeah. to grow. I mean, you know, again, it's a young department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, there's there aren't a lot of places where you can go where you can say, hey, I, I was on the road for, you know, a year and a half, two years, two and a half years before I was able to move into sure. a specialty assignment. A lot of places it's. Yeah. I was on the road six years, yeah. and then I finally got into investigations, and we don't. And we do hear that on the on when we're. And I just saw we had some policies come out last week that yep. we've added another layer secondary yep. secondary assignment list yeah. to. So mm-hmm. we're up to like twenty four, twenty five, or something like yeah. that now. Crazy. A lot of opportunity. Yeah. No, it's great. I, you know, I'm very proud to be a member of the community and the police department. Right. Um, I only applied for one police department because this is where I knew I wanted to go. Sure. Um, I had thought about going back up the north and maybe looking to law enforcement then, but I knew I wanted to stay down over here. And, you know, through the years of interacting with other police departments up north, I mean, everyone knew Chesterfield County. Yes. 
Exactly. Okay, everyone knew Chesterfield County. So um, we have a great name, and as Captain Keto said, we have great leadership yep. um, from the top down, and that we've seen um, provide the support for the officers that we need, especially in, during the past year or so. It's been yes, a difficult exactly. time. Exactly. For the student that's kind of hesitant about coming to law enforcement, come to Chesterfield, meet our staff, come do a ride along, uh, speak to members of the academy, and uh, you, you know, you won't be a miss not coming to do exactly. it and saying it. Exactly. And get, and get the experience. But exactly. come, come talk exactly. to you gentlemen and, and yep. we'll give you a give me the total. Good opportunity. Yep. Exactly. Well, we'll be honest with you. Yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yep. exactly. And we bring it in, and again, I can't say our quality of candidates that, or applicants that we're bringing in are, are absolutely wonderful. Yes. yes. That yep. are actually getting hired. Now. And we do be able to weed out some of the people mm -hmm. that shouldn't be here. And we mm -hmm. have done that. Our current mm -hmm. has done that. Our administration has done an excellent job in that. Well, partner, again, boy. We got we had another good one. Yeah, really good. You know, Bradford University, like we said initially, yep. has been a, a good partner for us. They've cranked out a lot of good applicants. <clears throat> but every time we go there, they open a the door. Yes, they, they make do. themselves yes, available do. to recruiters. They are serious about wanting yep. their graduates to have jobs. And, and it's really nice to work with. Exactly. And we do want to thank services. our guests. Thank you, guys. I yes, appreciate thank it. Both. Thank we you both. We really appreciate them. it. And hopefully we can continue this. Uh, and bringing in some um, some, the, some of the uh, officers from different universities throughout our, our police department. And I've given the kids an ideal of what we have and what we have to offer in Chesapeake County Police Department. That's right. Well, we'd like to thank our listeners for listening today and welcome my new listeners to the podcast. In the future, if you're interested in following us, please check us out on all of our social media accounts as well as applying at joinccpd.org. All right. All right. All right. We, thank you very much. And I'd also like to thank uh, Officer Stooley and Officer... Uh, Rizzuti for doing our sound engineering and making this happen for us. Always, always. Go Highlanders. <laughs>